Hey all you Sonic Collective fans out there, welcome to this month's pick for me, which was done by me, Scott Gregory, joined by one amigo this week, Darren Scott. Uh, say hi. Hello. Darren. Come on. Hey. So, hello, hello. Uh, this month was Cindy Lopper. She's so unusual. I thought we had not gone with a, a real strong female voice in a really long time, particularly a solo artist. We've had some some women fronting bands, but I really wanted to get one of those iconic voices that helped shape the music that I listened to when I was a kid and that has stood the test of time, whether it's the actual personality uh, of the artist or in Cindy Lauper's case, I mean, time after time, and assorted other songs come off of this debut album for her that still get radio play on eighty stations, mind you. Don't don't knock me for it. And uh, and yeah, I overall really enjoyed this album. I have some thoughts on some of the songs, but really, I want to hear from you first, Darren. What did you think? Yeah, yeah sure. Um... Yeah, Cindy Lauper. Uh, you know, hey, I'm a, a product of uh, that uh, that era for sure. I was uh, I kind of go with the years, so I would have been 13, 14 when uh, this came out. It was in '83 uh, when it was released. I think it really didn't get picked to '84. I think it was late '83. Um, but um, I, I mean, I remember this album well. And you know, at the time, I got to say, like, you know, we're all into pop music when we're younger. Uh, you know, I, I guess th- there's a little thing with it, too, is that it, I think it's definitely kind of considered 80s pop music. But really, at the time, she was she always kind of was a bit of a rebel and cutting edge. And uh, um, just on Spotify, they actually even had this little audio um, for the 30th anniversary, which was a few years back, uh, a little audio review from her going through all the tracks. And I, I just listened to it because of this club. And uh, and she actually said and after she said it, it really clicked with me. She said. She was really influenced, and what she really was trying to go for the sound was kind of a mixture of the Clash and the Police. Yeah. And then now, I think if the next time you go back and you listen to it, or you maybe you've heard that, I'm just like, oh man, I totally hear that. I, I 100% hear that. And you know and what? She, it's yeah. funny because right on on Witness in my notes here, I'm looking Witness. I have put down there that it reminded me a lot of the Police instrumentally with the with the guitar doing like the little wah 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 kind of riffs and stuff like that, echoing riffs and stuff like that. So, yeah, so that's that's funny that you mentioned that because that's right in there for me too. And she uses the kind of like the the backbeat and the guitar like reggae too, and a few yeah. songs like you're like oh like that was very much what the police were doing, and the Clash started experimenting with. I'm like oh yeah, I I, I totally got that. Yeah, and then um, her her dress and stuff like that, you know, like the, her attire, uh, very punk influenced there as well too. The yeah, co- the cover by Annie Leibovitz and stuff like that. You can see all those elements really coming into play whenever she was doing visual stuff as well, too. Yeah, and, you know, it, by today's standards, tame, right? Like okay. uh, when you see her and you just think pop, but really when she came out, she was kind of, she was the badass girl. Like it was really kind of her and Madonna, and that Madonna came out right around the same time. Then they were like, the, you know, these evil bad women of, you know, rock, I think they even really launched as. Um and, you know, became kind of more mainstream, but, uh, you know, knock if you will, but every girl, like I remember, I guess junior high at that time for me or just entering high school, like every girl was dressing like Madonna and Cindy Lauper. Like that was the thing. They were, oh, yeah. they were the rebels. Yeah. So like it definitely, you know, I guess not 
too un like too unlike I guess somebody like an Ariana Grande now. Well, I don't know if you compare they're they're more they're so produced. At least uh, Cindy Lauper you know wrote most of her own music and sang it. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. She uh, I mean there is a couple songs on the album like Prince did did which one I can't remember. Oh yeah, up on my head. Wait, uh, uh, when you were mine or I was. Oh yeah, so, when um, you were mine. Yeah. Yeah, when you were mine. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> but you look at her songwriting credentials on the album and she's in there for at least half of them straight up full writing and then you know she she'd already been singing for years before uh this came along and writing her own stuff so yeah yeah she was 30 she was 30 when this was released yeah so i think that says a lot too right like this was 1983 but she was 30 at that time so she you know definitely wasn't just like an ariana grande where they just take these kids and like oh you can kind of sing okay well here's auto-tune and uh millions of dollars in production money like this was she had done the grind and been in this other band i uh yeah. blue angel i yeah. believe it was yeah. and uh you know and didn't really have success and was kind of out but she really had this voice and uh i can't remember who discovered her but somebody's like that voice is unique and that'll go and they they got her to do this solo thing which uh was amazing and you know i was looking up some stats on this and she she charted four top five hits and that's the first time that ever happened from a female debut. So if you yeah. think of all the great female uh, albums that were released, you know, up until 1983, and she was the first one to do I'm like, wow, that's pretty amazing to chart, you know, four, four top five hits. Like, Oh, yeah, because Diana yeah. Ross would have already been out there. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, all of the Motown yeah. greats coming out, uh, yeah. big pop names coming through as well. So, yeah, so 16 million albums, I think, for this one and counting still yeah. and. She won a Grammy. I think there's three Grammys for it, but I think she won one for Best New Artist. And yeah, yeah. MTV Crazy. videos, all that stuff. Like she really broke in. And then I always remember because I was like eight when this came out. So uh, grew into it. And then with all of her stuff in WWF at the time, wrestling and, and all that. Oh, yeah. Like, Captain it, Lou Albino. I know, it, right? And, yeah. yeah. All the videos, he, he's in the, one of the videos for This yeah. Girl Just Wants to Have Fun. I didn't even research that. I just knew that. Yeah, I exactly. <laughs> and that's why when I was listening to it, I was like, you know what? They were all in that Goonies. That's why I was listening to that song when mm -hmm. you popped on earlier because it, it kind of tugged at that too. And I was like, that's right. They did another video for that one too with actually all the kids from the Goonies are in there too. But that song's mm -hmm. not on this album. So I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it. <laughs> no, hey, that's okay. Yeah, 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 whatever. I mean, it's a target, right? We always review one album, but uh, really, I think the thing is, and a lot of times, and you know, it's funny you mentioned it's been a little while, and I think it was probably me. I picked PJ Harvey, but that, yeah, it seems like forever ago uh, that we did that. And actually, I know, I'm sorry, PJ Harvey, but I forget the name of the album. Dry was the album I picked that mm. just came back to me. And, you know, and to be honest, I, afterwards, I, I listened to more, and I think there was actually better albums I could have picked, but it just goes to show that, you know, we may review one, but the, another album in their catalog may just be like, you know, better than that one. But it, we just sometimes go back to the beginning just to, uh, to listen to it. Yeah. Or that one that really kind of pushed them out there. Right. Cause you, you know that they mature yeah. as an artist and, and learn different things, but what made them explode, what, what really came in through raw sometimes I think is what catches our eye. Like, all I think of with PJ Harvey is that little fish, big fish swimming in the water kind of <laughs> thing in that one song. And I'm just like, yeah, oh, so yeah. creepy. But, but definitely off of this one, I'm going to have time after time stuck in my head for oh, yeah. like a bazillion years. Like it wasn't already, you know. The, yeah. 
It, it's funny when you pick this, and I'm sure maybe it happens all the time, but you realize how big the album was. And just at work, somebody's, and I don't even like actually know, there's Sonos in her office. I'm not even sure who's controlling it, but it just to get on these channels. And I, no word of a lie, in the last month, I'm sure I've heard five different Cindy Lauper songs on that thing. And I'm like, well, just, why am I hearing it? Just, and like, of course, time after time, girls just want to have fun and she bop and like all, all of the big hits from this album. And I think yeah. there was a couple other ones from uh, the next album too. What was the, the big one after? Uh, true um, Colors. Oh, True Colors, if yes. If you haven't heard True Colors this month, then you've been hiding in a <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. It is impossible. So it's just how big she is. I mean, I think she's 50 million plus worldwide in total albums. Like that's, Big, like she was big, big, big. Number forty-seven on uh, Rolling Stone's top five hundred albums of all time. So down there, but to crack like of all the albums in the world, to crack that is it's pretty amazing. Well, in the eighties were a really difficult time in a lot of ways, and that MTV was just coming out, and she really caught on with that, which is great. But there was just so much music being made in so many different continents, especially Great Britain, if you're talking about New Wave coming into to North America. Like, it was a crowded space. And like you said, for someone like Madonna or for Cyndi Lauper to come out and really dominate that pop scene like mm-hmm. they did, it, it blows my mind just the staying power that she's had uh, as far as her biggest songs and then her as a cultural icon as well too through her activism and stuff like that so yeah exactly like she's always been that really positive you know person and role model um yeah yeah anyway i guess what was you know maybe the highlights and what, what's this what's the score you ended up with from this one well i didn't really like the back half of the album you know i honestly didn't like when you were mine and then you know he's so unusual and when she goes into like that Betty Boop impression leading oh, yeah. to like yeah yeah and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First time I heard that, I was like, "What the hell is going on with this thing?" It's weird, and, and if you have headphones on, it's only in one channel too. It's a really yeah. trippy thing. Yeah, I was like, "Wow, this is late into the recording session, and they had like yeah. ten minutes to fill on the CD yeah. or something like that, right?" So they just smoked enough weed at that point. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, "Holy cow!" Because you listen to some of the other stuff, like. Girls just want to have fun or, or time after time, especially where she's just so clear and the power is coming through and you're like, oh my God, this woman is just one of the most powerful singers out there at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she does that. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's the first album it's experimenting. I get it, but it was, it's a dichotomy for me to, mm-hmm. to go through all of that other stuff. And then that's how you close out the album. I'm like, uh. <laughs> it was a bit weird, yeah. But my favorite, and this actually <laughs> shocked me, my favorite song on the album going back, I honestly thought it was going to be Time After Time just because I've heard it so often. I'm like, the only one that I think competes with me for that is True Colors off the other album. Mm-hmm. But then I listened to All Through the Night, and yeah, I, I don't know it. what it is, but I've listened to that at least. 20 times more than the rest of the album because it's just honest and it's got a nice beat to it. It's subtle. It, it is just really <clears throat> hitting me. And I found out that actually the the songwriter for that is Jules Mark Shear, who also wrote uh, If She Knew What She Wants by The Bangles, which is... Oh, another, really? Yeah. Oh. And that's another song that it's that understated... 
just real emotional, yeah. honest, clean kind of feeling coming off that as well too. So I was like, holy yeah. cow, you know, finding those associations and just how I can vibe with certain songwriters as well, bridging across artists, right? So that was a big highlight for me was first finding that song, but then also finding the link uh, between the the two favorite songs over top of that. So, yeah. And that's, that's the best thing about music. You kind of do this discovery and you follow, you kind of go down the rabbit hole and see where it takes you. And it's, it's great. Yeah. So what, what, what are you going to give for a score on this one? I think, I mean, it was my pick, so it would be really horrible if I scored it low because that would probably mean that I didn't really vet it very well at the start, yeah, right? Yeah. So I would love to give it a five, but like I said, that back half of the album, it, it's a little disappointing to me. Uh, it's purely a personal taste. Someone else might go in and really like the oddness of it, but I'm going to go down to four because that's like a good three tracks off a 10-track album. Uh, so that's enough for me to, to cut it down a bit, but still 100% well worth the listen. And at least half of this album will wind up in, in anyone's playlist at any given time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's funny when you all through the night, that was, I'd mentioned four, uh, top five hits that, that was one. It was all through the night. She bought time after time. Girls just want to have fun. Those were mm. the four. four. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you. You know, I was, you know, I, I had a bit, of, I struggled a little bit because I heard it so much and, and I remember like over listening to it at that time. So I think you got to take that aside. And I think a lot of people now don't remember or maybe just know the hits. And I agree, it is 100% worth uh, going back and listening to it. I do find it doesn't stand up maybe quite as well as some other albums. It's definitely, you get a very 80s vibe from it. Um, although some of the songs like, do kind of excel past that mm, but you're right maybe just think it's a good thing yeah and some of the yeah exactly <laughs> some of the other songs don't quite have that uh stamina um yeah. one w- weird tidbit but uh i saw her when she was on the celebrity apprentice uh i think that was about a year or two ago yeah. and you know I, I remember now and then i'd watch that no guilty pleasure but uh, <laughs> but she was on it and i actually i really got to like her on she was so good on the show and a couple times she would just like sing and i mean she's a bit older now and um and she just belt this out in these cafes and stuff just there. And she she rocked it. And I don't know if you watch Austin City Limits. Probably most music fans do. But um, she just did a session there within the last year. And I saw that, her on Austin City Limits. And again, just nailed it. Like, just still can wail. And so I just really respect, like, that she was this icon. I think, like, a lot of people, like, even Modern Times is a very good example of it. You start and you kind of have that edge. And then maybe you get made a little poppy by the labels and i think that probably happened a little bit to her but she was still amazing i loved her it doesn't quite stand i'm not quite with you i think i'm a little less just for uh, not standing up and i just always think like am i going to go back and play it often Hmm. and i will play it but maybe not as often as some other things so i'm a 3.5 out of five so i'm I'm close just just below four (laughs) that's definitely worth it and you know what i recommend will be higher when we break out those scores but um yeah, I, you know, I, I just thought in general, it's a great album. It's a classic 80s album. And and those songs you know, or if you don't know them, you should definitely listen to them. Uh, like the four I mentioned especially are, are pretty amazing and, and good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. So that wraps up this first portion of the uh, Sonic Collective's May review. We have Scott and Alan who were unable to join us tonight, but we do have reviews for them as well. So don't don't shut down just because you found out what Paul and John have said. Find out what Ringo and uh, what Harrison. Nice, yeah, yeah. George. 
I like yeah. that word, Paul and John. Nice. I know. I'll right? be Paul. That's what happens when you get to, to do the audio. <laughs> you can pick which Beatles you are. Yeah. So, so stay tuned for Ringo and George, and they'll uh, they'll be on soon to tell you what they think. Until next time, when Darren picks for June, any hints? No hints. No. No. I hints. don't know yet. Um, uh, it's too much pressure. <laughs> too much pressure. Sweet. So maybe the Beatles. Maybe this was just some subtle. No, I picked the Beatles twist. before. I can't do the Beatles again. Oh, right. All right. Damn it. See, I was trying to do this inception thing, but now you've ruined it. Anyways, stay tuned. We will see you soon. Check the site for June's pick. It'll be up pretty close to the same time as this review. Love you all. Catch you next time. This is Scott Coates of the Sonic Collective recording in Vientiane, Lao. This is my review for the May pick, Cindy Lauper, She's So Unusual. Wow, what a time trip. I remember this song. I remember I was super into WWF wrestling. And I believe Cindy Lauper was for a period the manager of Captain Lou Albino. And I would see her on WWF. And of course, she had a massive album, this one. And I knew girls just want to have fun and time after time. And I remember she bop. But that's kind of where it ended. And then since then, I just, you know, you hear the covers of Time After Time all the time. Man, that must be one of the most covered sort of newer songs out there. It uh, seems to have been covered by everybody. And she pops up on TV shows and movies here and there. But I haven't really listened to any Cindy Lauper since. So at first when this album was picked, I was sort of not too sure what to expect. I've listened to it a few times. And I've got to say, while I won't probably play it casually anymore, start to finish, it was a pleasant surprise and a really, really good time capsule of the mid-80s. I think it came out in 1984. And while you would go back to a lot of other pop albums from that time and they would sound super dated, this one stands up and sort of kind of sounds a bit timeless. Like... You know it's from the 80s, but it's still pretty relevant, and it sounds pretty darn good. Like, Money Changes Everything at the start of the album is a pretty tight and solid time. And as it goes through, I find the whole album sort of runs in a nice flow. And it's, of course, of a time when people listen to whole albums. They bought an album more so than just a single. So I think the whole thing must have been put together to flow in this order and it really flows quite nicely all that way another thing i like that i keep bringing up more and more in these reviews is the length of the album it's 38 minutes and i really think that kind of mid to high 30 some minute album length is kind of just right you've had just about enough of an artist and then it's over and it kind of leaves you wanting a little more so you know what the songwriting is tight her singing's good. Uh, the lyrics are pretty good. It's just a surprisingly tight album, but not entirely my style of music. But I think it should get pretty good points for still sounding good this many years later. So I'll give this one kind of a 3.75. Influence my taste. No, I got to, you know, give it a, a two and a half. But overall, I'll give it a 3.75. Solid album, really different pick, and kind of a fun trip back in time. I bet you if you put this on for a 13-year-old now, they would not know that it is that old, and good chance they would like it. So until next month, thanks very much. This is Scott Coates signing out. Hey, everybody. This is Alan from the Sonic Collective. Unfortunately, I did not get a chance to connect with the other guys this month to do our review in tandem. 
Uh, I got busy, they got busy, life just kind of got in the way. But as the old adage goes, the show must go on, and the same is true for the Sonic Collective. So, without further ado, let's dive in. She's So Unusual by Cindy Lauper is the album we're looking at this month. Uh, and I guess for my review, I'm going to start with probably the most logical place to start, and that is the two songs that probably everyone in the world has heard. Of course, I'm talking about Time After Time and Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Now, these songs hold a pretty special place in my heart because I occasionally DJ weddings and grads and you know, corporate events and stuff like that. And so both of these tracks tend to get played a lot at my shows. And the reason for that is simple. It makes people want to dance. Time After Time is a good one to throw on if you want to slow things down, um, make people dance really close to each other. Or maybe not if you are anything like I was in high school. But that's a story for another time. The other track that I uh, previously mentioned was Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And again, that's a really great one. If you're a DJ and you're looking to kind of revive the dance floor with something kind of retro-y, that's a great song to throw on because as soon as girls hear it, they're like, Ah, yeah, I love this song. Come on, let's go dance, Becky. And where the girls are, the guys tend to follow. So if you're losing the floor, throw on girls just want to have fun. And more often than not, you're going to get your floor back. Pro tip from Alan. You're welcome. As for the rest of the album, I kind of had mixed feelings about it, to be honest with you. Some tracks were really strong. Um, you know, it, it came out swinging with Money Changes Everything. High energy, but, you know, I I didn't actually like it that much. It was, it was a fun one, but it just didn't really uh, strike a chord with me. You know, and that's just me being subjective, I suppose, but... Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I think I was kind of expecting a little bit more of a teeny bopper vibe from this album. So I was kind of surprised at just how complex some of the the songwriting was, you know, everything from the lyrics to um the instrumentals and things like that. I I sort of did not anticipate it would it would be quite as good as it ended up being. Um, but it was good in a in a way that I didn't expect. Like if I if I had just hit play on this album without knowing who Cindy Lauper was and had never heard of her and never had this notion of of her image and you know how her music tended to be marketed, I may have approached the album with a different perspective altogether. Um, you know, I, I think maybe my perspective of the album was biased towards a teeny bopper sound, particularly an 80s teeny bopper sound, you know, uh, one of those John Hughes movies kind of comes to mind, 16 Candles, uh, Breakfast Club, that kind of thing, so some songs really lived into that expectation for me, and uh, other songs definitely did not, and so it made for an interesting listening experience, for sure. The tracks that I think appealed to me the most were the ones that did kind of have that corny 80s pop synth fun lyric action um so those ones being i'll kiss you and yeah yeah you know they're they're as corny as it gets and when i say corny i, tr I do mean with as much respect as possible um 
they're they're the ones that are the they do they would just feel at home in a John John Hughes movie. You know, that's that's about as complimentary as I could get. Um they're they're just good tracks that kind of bring you back to the eighties. It just it's got that retro vibe. It's definitely indicative of a certain time and a certain place in pop music and pop culture in general. And uh, you know, that was what I really expected to hear when I when Scott mentioned this was his pick. Um, you know, I yeah, so that's that was kind of what I gravitated to. And of course, time after time, girls just want to have fun, as I previously mentioned. So, um, and that's not to say the rest of the album was bad by any means. It, it's just they, the other tracks didn't appeal to me as much. And, um, you know, music reviews are really subjective, so I make no apologies. I can't say that I'll probably go back and revisit this album a whole lot in the future you know, save for the couple of tracks that I did enjoy. The album is often evocative of uh, of the 80s, you know, all of the, the fun and the good and the bad that go along with that period of time and the pop culture that arose in that era. Good blast from the past and, you know, a, f- a fun listening experience for sure. Start with the tracks that I have named if you're even you know, kind of curious, you can find this album on Spotify, and I'm sure it's on YouTube as well, so um, the barrier to entry is pretty low, but give it a listen, and maybe let us know what you think in the comments, uh, but that'll do it for me, I'm gonna give this album a, uh, a 3 out of 5, again, music reviews are subjective, and this one really didn't, didn't hit the mark for me, but I can't, I can't dock it points just because it's not my cup of tea um it her her singing is good in a unique way and it's synthy and if you like synth this album is for you anyway um that'll do it for me i've been alan and uh thanks for tuning in (laughs) 